The Dallas Mavericks lose their final game of the season, but finish fifth in the Western Conference. It's time to get some sweet, sweet revenge, baby. More on that. On today's Lockdown Map. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Hey, hey, Dallas Mavericks are NBA champions. Bang! Bang! It's good! And the Mavericks have won the game! If you don't believe, you shouldn't be here. Shut it down! Let's go And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and coordinator for the Lockdown Podcast Network, and joining me... As always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The Clippers crooner, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Oh, it's time for some revenge, baby. Also, full disclosure, I had my second shot yesterday, and I feel like <laughs> the flu has hit me for like two months. Um, crap. But you know what? You know what makes me feel better? These freaking Dallas Mavericks. The fifth seed in the playoffs. And I want to tell you this right the off West. the bat. Yeah, in the West. <laughs> I said this over the weekend when I did a solo pod, but I also just want to bring it up off the top to, with Nick. How crazy is it that the Mavericks finished fifth? After better, re- better record everything. than last season. Better record than last season. Better position than last season. They went through all that. They were 9-14, and 14, 14th in the Western Conference back in, what was it, February? and or, or January, like late January. Yeah. And they just came back, and they ended up with a better record than last year. Who would have thought the Mavericks went on? Because everybody talked about, oh, last Paul year's Rudd Mavericks, meme. so much better. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? You, you and me right here. Uh, and all I have to say to everybody that was so down on the Mavericks and were like, oh, this team sucks and blah, blah, blah. Take that and leave. Take it with you and leave. Uh, on today's show, Isaac and I will break down in full the Dallas Mavericks loss to the Minnesota Timberwolves. We'll break down every single play. We'll talk about all that it all that matters. We'll talk about all the minutes the rookie plays, the rookies played, and then uh, maybe, just maybe, we'll get into the, the Mavericks matchup with the Clippers. If you know us, you know that's absolutely false. The NBA playoffs are almost here. Don't miss the big storylines and team previews you can find every day on the Locked On NBA podcast. Follow Locked On NBA on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Myself and Adam Marez host on Fridays. So if you want to listen to Locked On NBA, check us out Fridays. Also, we'd recommend you check out the Locked On, Locked On Clippers podcast. I know a lot of you guys do not like the Clippers and hate them, but those Clippers guys are pretty cool. They're not the type of fans that will you know, rub stuff in your face or anything. They they will definitely be biased, hundred percent, right? Like, let's not let's not fake it here. But uh, go go check out that those guys as well. All right, eyes, Gary. So uh, I was joking up at top. We will not talk too much about the Mavericks' loss, one hundred thirty six to one hundred twenty one to the Minnesota Timberwolves. The, those Timberwolves get up, man. Like they get up for games, and uh, man, they uh, they have some really interesting guys. Carl Anthony Towns doesn't know what pushing is. Like he he pushed like three or four times. And he got called a foul, and he was like, "That's not a foul. How is that a foul?" Even though he pushed guys, but other than that, they have some pretty, they have some talent on that team. Yeah, yes, they they do, and that's why you know you couldn't walk into this last game thinking that this was an OKC or even yeah, a Toronto right. that type of game. They have young guys, and they're going to play those guys. But just this last night, I mean, I don't know how many listeners were trying to figure out all this, and the <laughs> they're all in my mentions. <laughs> Yeah, of the Zach Galifianakis meme of yeah. trying to add stuff do, up or GIF. Do you know who and literally sent me the Zach Galifianakis meme? Who? Ben Rogers. Let's go. <laughs> of, of Ben and Skin. Literally sent me that after I said he was rooting for the Clippers all night to win. And I was like, or he was rooting for the Thunder to win all night. And I was like, no, you don't You don't want that. Like, <laughs> we didn't want that. 
It was just wild going into the <laughs> night because the NBA obviously put all of these games starting at 8 p.m. Yeah. Central Time. So you had all of these go- games going on simultaneously. The, of, the ones that matter to the Mavs. So it was, yeah, it, was, yeah, yeah. it was Mavs, Timberwolves, it was Clippers, Thunder, and then it was Blazers and Nuggets at, all at the same time. And Lakers and Pelicans. And right, correct. So yeah. it's like all four of these games, and we're all like, watching the scores of these games and Portland goes up early, like second, early second quarter, they're up by 20. And I was thinking before the game, I was texting Nick. I'm like, dude, Denver's just not well, going to play anybody. They're just t- going to tank this game. T- you kept telling me that all week. And I was like, hold up, like, hold on with this Denver team. Cause they don't rest guys. They're not the Clippers. They're not just going to rest guys. And so even before the game, the Clippers rested everybody except for Patrick Beverly rested and Zubat, but we'll talk about that in a minute, but they rested everybody. Like everybody was resting for that team and they were tanking the game again, especially against OKC. They really wanted to, to lose that game. And there's probably a reason why they wanted to lose that game. Yeah, but Denver didn't rest anybody. Denver played all their guys and decided to go in on it. And they just lost the same way. The Mavericks lost. They just sucked tonight. And the Blazers and the Timberwolves wanted it more, I guess. So there's two different angles you could take to the Clippers. So the yeah. Clippers, you know, what was it back early last week? We looked at the last three games for the Clippers and we just wrote the Clippers in for three. And we were on this podcast saying, okay, they're just going to win their last three. It was Charlotte, Houston, and OKC. You're like, they got this in the bag. They go against Charlotte. They win by like 20. You're like, all right, cool. You're just going to run the table. You're going to finish three and that's it. They go into Houston and purposely lose. And you're like, Oh, last two games, Houston and OKC, literally the two worst teams. It's like, can you out tank OKC right now? Because they're on a historic like tank job right now. And, and they went in OKC and they did it all because, and I'm, I'm staying right here. I'm not saying any other reason out there all because they want Dallas in round one. So that's the theory is that they want, they wanted Dallas in round one because that's what I'm believing. Because if they had won those last two games, they would have been the third seed. They would have been a third seed, and the Mavericks probably would have finished fifth. And if they just won one of the last two games, they would be three seed. The other theory that uh, I will not endorse as highly because, yes, we believe that the Clippers wanted the Mavericks, and we believe that they picked their opponent and picked the Mavericks instead. The other theory that I think most people subscribe to is that the Clippers are trying to avoid the, the Lakers in some way. And they did this by if they beat who their first round opponent as the third seed, their second round opponent would probably be the Lakers. If they were the four, if they were the uh, fourth seed, then they wouldn't have to face the Lakers until the Western Conference Finals. If it worked out the way that they thought, and the, the Lakers were in seventh, so okay, but okay, we'll take it reasons. this way. Either way, it's disrespect to Dallas because if you're doing this yes, to avoid right. the Lakers in the second round, then you think it's an easy right. win over Dallas. And so either way, they're, it's they're a disrespect already thinking past the Dallas. first round exactly. in that other scenario anyway, right? They like the, want either they did this because they want Dallas or they did it because they want to avoid the Lakers in the second round. Thus implies that, Hey, pff, no big deal. We're, we're beating Dallas in the first round. So disregarding way, dis- the Mavericks in the first round. Yeah. They're disrespecting the Mavericks in the first round too. So, hundred percent, and everything 100%. everything built up. Like we we know everything. We're going to talk about the storylines of this series. But if there's ever been a time for a sweet sweet revenge, now's the time. Absolutely, now's the time. So we're going to get into all those storylines. I have just a, a giant list of storylines that carry over. Some from last season. And some just from this season, you know, going into this series, um, the Mavericks against the Clippers. So bunch of Lake, or bunch of Clippers and 
Mavericks storylines going into this. The LA teams throw me off. Bunch of Clippers and Mavericks storylines. We'll get into that coming up. But before we do, Indeed.com is the place to hire people for your company. You're the hiring expert for your company. What you really need is to help make the short list easier for you. I recently was able to hire somebody for our social team and we went through this whole process and indeed made it a little bit easier for us to be able to screen people, to be able to go in and pick a, uh, you know, a skills test, 136 skills tests that you can pick for your applicants. Wow. Absolutely great for you. Get your quality short list of candidates whose resumes on indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that have the must have qualifications and schedule and com- Complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Four times more. It is a proven track record. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked. A $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into some of these storylines. So, Mavericks playing the Clippers. A couple of things that stand out. Obvious one. Start off the bat. Let's just run through. We'll run through them as they come up. Yeah. Luka Doncic game winner last year. Mm. Huge. That was a momentous moment with the Mavericks. They that that Reggie Jackson's crying tonight. That well, this is my follow up to this. The, the, the uh, that was the Mavericks tied that series two to two at that point, and that was a huge, huge moment. Uh, Clippers started to look vulnerable and all that. The Mavericks won a game without Porzingis, and that was huge for them. And Reggie Jackson, Reggie Jackson, gonna have PTSD in this series, <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. Like because of that shot, is he, he's a huge part of their team now. He is a much bigger part of this team than he was last year. So over those two, under, those two things, I think, are pretty big. Over under eight, eight and a half. The amount of times they showed a Luca game winner in the series. Oh, I, the, uh, do we get to count the build up, like the pregame? All the pregames, no. I feel like we'll have it. I know all the pregames will. We'll, maybe we can come up with a lockdown Mavs uh, bingo card board bets. Oh, or something yeah, for the yeah. first round. That that'll be a good one. But no, I mean, I feel like Reggie Jackson set back right now saying, dang it, I've went this whole time <laughs> of just kind of pushing that that playoff. And now, or he could be set back saying, you know what, it's time for me to get revenge and telling Ty Lue, I want Luca. And I hope that that's what's happening right now. Yeah, Reggie Jackson. So just, just to let everybody know, last season he averaged 21 minutes a game with the Clippers when he was traded over or when he was added. Was he, wasn't he a buyout candidate last season? Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Since he's, he, he actually started to start this season, the beginning of March, he's averaging 27 minutes a game and has had 28 of the, he started 28 of the 33 games. So he's a much bigger part of their team. He's starting, he's there. He's there for Luca to hit another shot over, right? Like this is another thing we can focus on. But uh, yeah, the Luca game winner, huge one. Obviously another Luca versus moment. Luca versus Marcus Morris. It's it was talked mm. about post game after the Wolves game. Luca was asked about it. He said that Marcus Morris actually apologized to him after the whole stepping on the heel incident and all that kind of stuff. It was Marcus Morris that was jawing at Luca that got Porzingis the you know to to get ejected. You know all that that egged him on in that way. So there's a lot of you know like back and forth stuff. Also, yeah. Well, add. Add Demarcus Cousins in there as a multiplier, right? Like, nah, he can, I'm not worried about Cousins, but he can come in and, and muck stuff up in the same way that like Dwight Howard did for the Lakers last year. He can come in and make people mad and get people riled up. True, yeah. In a weird way, I think Dwight's more effective than Boogie right now. But well, in, in several ways, but <laughs> yes. Um, 
Yeah, the, the trash talking, you know, that was a, a thing uh, post game tonight after this Timberwolves game. Mm-hmm. You know, when Luca talked to uh, the media, he, you know, he brought that up kind of willingly. He said, you know, talking about how one, how fun last year was. That's the one of the most enjoyable things about Luca is just how fun he has on a basketball court. Everybody talks about it, his teammates talks about it. And, you know, in this world and game of everything just being serious, Luca's still just like, hey, I mean, it's fun. I had a lot of fun last year. And this is what playing the game of basketball is for is to have fun. But he mentioned, he said, you know, there was a lot of trash talking last year and blah, blah, blah. And then Tim McMahon asked to follow up about it. I was like, all right, yeah, about that trash talk. Marcus. So it's going to be a thing, obviously. And when you have so many people on the Clippers that this is what they're known for is trash talking. Pat Beverly, Marcus Morris, like they're all Rondo. I mean, all of these guys have a reputation of talking that smack. And Luke is going to Luke is going to go right back at it. And that that's going to be I'm I'm anxious to see. Who's going to be the KP of this series? Because like, who's going to be the, as far as like taking up or getting in people's faces, because that's the thing we oh, forget. The, the enforcer. <laughs> did, we talk, did we talk all Where's summer about an enforcer that we traded him for? <laughs> is it Nico Melli? Is it JJ Redick? No, oh, it's basically Melli at this point. Um, but, but no, it's like, you know, last year we forget about that moment that you you said if KP went and took up for Luca yeah. and he got ejected for it. And that was like a, a crazy, you know, moment of and who's gonna match that? Not saying that we have to match all the talk talking trash and all that stuff, but who's gonna match that intensity for Dallas? Is it Dorian? Is it I think Tim's gonna be right there? That's the that's the part I'm gonna be looking for, you know, when the series starts. Is it just gonna be Luca chirping back or is it gonna be a team type thing and it's gonna yeah, it's going to be a high, high energy series. If you had to put money down on the most like energetic <laughs> energy talking, is a way to put it. <laughs> yes. Talking trash just everything on the table type series. This series is the one. Speaking of, you mentioned the name. Rajon Rondo getting up, talking. It's Rondo versus Mavs, but it's Rondo versus Carlisle, too, because as much as Rondo plays on the court and he doesn't play all that much. Uh, for this Clippers team so far, let's see. He's played. He plays about twenty minutes a game in, in the eighteen games that he's played. So I guess that's a, that's a decent amount for what you'd consider Ronda at this point in his career. But he stands up when he's not playing and stands next to Ty Lue and shouts just like he's a coach on the sidelines. Yeah. It's gonna. There's gonna be a lot of stuff, and so I think that matchup, the Carlisle Rondo. You know, is there going to be anything? Is there going to be side glances? Is there going to be? Oh, there, Car- there's going to be some words exchanged. I think so. I'm ready for it. I'm here for it. So the chippiness on the court, the chippiness on the sidelines, there's going to be all kinds of stuff. Uh, do, do Carlisle and Rondo get in a fist fight? Should we put that on our bingo board? <laughs> a fist fight. Does Carlisle punch him square in the back? <laughs> Play, take the playoff share there. Boom. And then Mav- connect four. And just Mavrello in the background. <laughs> just, just laughing his head off. <laughs> Does Carlisle come up and punch Rondo and just say, (laughs) you're out of control with your soundboard. (laughs) Uh, That's a big storyline, I think. And it, it, none of the Mavs are still there, obviously from when Rondo was there, but Carlisle's still there. And I think that one's the one that matters. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, we all know the history with Rondo and Dallas and it, if there's, you know, when you look at just the fan base's relationship with the Clippers, we have the Rondo thing. We have the Marcus Morris thing of hurting Luca and all that stuff. You know, I would go out on a limb and say the uh, 
amount of people who are in love with Pat Beverly or it's not that's not a big group. Um, you know, Paul <laughs> well, they George were when they were when Mavs were about to sign him. That's true. That, that's very true. Paul George has his fair share of uh of haters in the world, but Mavs it's so intriguing how how the fan base will rally around this series compared to like a Denver series to where like yeah. there wouldn't be as much hate going against Denver and full I mean y'all know if you've been listening to this podcast we've been saying like we wanted Denver I wanted Denver hands down yeah, yeah. over the Clippers that is that was no doubt now that page is turned we have to turn that page that's not an option right now now we have to focus on the Clippers and it's about getting revenge and how can we match up with them it's two kind of kind of completely different teams as far as like we're fully healthy and we have a few more pieces Clippers definitely have you know some more pieces and stuff too so and we get to build on this like rivalry, right? Mavs are fully, I mean, we'll talk about this a lot. Mavs is fully healthy, I guess. Porzingis has played a couple games. Maxi has still been in and out of the lineup and hasn't looked right. Like there's yeah. a couple of things here and there, but yeah, you know, it's close to They should all at least healthy. be playing. Yeah, right, right. They're cl- as close as they're going to get. Um, yeah, all right. Let's, uh, another one. I mean, speaking of, Kristaps Porzingis, man, this is a, a big, this yeah. is a big, big series. We talked about last week. What a big playoff series could mean for Porzingis' career. Not just even his time with the Mavs, but a lot with his time. It could mean a lot for his time with the Mavs, but for his career as a basketball player, what could it mean? And he was pretty good last year, like last year, right? Like he was a guy that the Mavericks could rely on a little bit in some of those games. And he was, he was big. His spacing matters a lot. I think it's going to matter a lot against this Clippers team. And I think it's going to be pretty big for him uh, to come in and, and have a big series. Yeah, man. I mean, KP takes this team to a whole different level to where if KP's at the level that we think he can play at, then let's let's go. The opportunities, the the pass that Dallas could go down, it's kind of unlimited, but we just don't know. I mean, there's a world in which KP plays this entire series and he averages 28 a game and him and Luca are on firing on all cylinders and they win it in six games. There's also a world that KP plays one game and then he's out game two for like knee soreness or something. Like that's the wild differences of what this can, where this could go for KP. But yeah, it's like you said, it's like, man, what happens with him in these playoffs will show so much, not just for, for Dallas, but also if Dallas is looking at it going forward in the future of like, Hey man, there's a couple of years left on the contract. If they ever do reach a point to where they say, Okay, we don't know about the Luka KP fit. This playoff series is what every other team, every team in the league is watching too. So it's kind of twofold of for Dallas's success, but also if you ever do entertain moving him in the future, you need a big showing in the playoffs at the same time. So I, I'm intrigued with him off. I'm not really worried about him offensively if he's on the court. Just assuming fully healthy, it's all eyes for me is defensively. And how they use him in these lineups, they've been starting, they've been going with bigs. You know, Carlisle before that Pelicans game the other day was saying, hey, we like, we studied this all year. We like having two bigs on the court, we think now. Well, now you're going to play the Clippers to where it's Zubats and Marcus Morris. So who's KP going to guard? Who's Dwight Powell going to guard? Are you going to stick to that mindset? And if so, man, KP's got to be able to play defense or are they going to put KP back at the five and all like that's that stuff's intriguing. Clippers have started Zubac and uh, Ibaka before. Okay, yeah, that's a pot. I think it's, it's I, on the table. I don't know if they'll do it, but it's on the table. I think if I'm the Clippers, I dare them to to go big, and I keep my you know Zubats and 
and Marcus Morris front line. I mean, it looks like Marcus Morris will will probably get the well, Luka assignment. But Zoo but. kills the Mavs, right? Like <laughs> you have to remember that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But I mean, who who's is KP? I guess KP can guard Marcus Morris. But one of the biggest things KP has struggled with this season is you know going out and defending three point line, and they're going to put Marcus Morris in the corner and or whoever else you know in the corner and. KP loves trying to hover around. He's best defensively when he's trying to protect the rim. So, yeah, that that's that's stuff that Rick Carlisle will have to figure out this week. Oh, absolutely. All right, coming up, let's talk a little bit more about Chris Porzingis because I think he matters. Uh, I think I actually misspoke. I don't think they've started Ibaka and Zubash. They have played them together, though, to my knowledge. Okay. Anyway, all right. Uh, coming up, we're getting into a little bit more of Porzingis, talk about why he matters, because last season, it wasn't just that he was injured and missed the last three games. There's a little bit more to that that I want to get into. And then a couple more storylines about the Clippers, the Mavericks, all this. We're, we're going into it, man. This whole week is going to be absolutely all about the series. We'll talk about it coming up. But before we do, let's talk about betonline.ag, the place to put down some money on sports. You know that this series is going to be up there very, very soon. You can go check it out. And Isaac has now checked out. He's gone. He's, he's left the building. He's left the podcast. Uh, but, yeah, go check out some. Uh, they have a couple of awards bets right now. If you want to go check out awards bets for the uh, for the playoffs. Dang it. I did the wrong screen on YouTube. All right, go check out some awards bets for the uh, sixth man of the year. J- J- Jordan Clarkson is a 900 favorite, minus 900. Jalen Brunson is plus 3,300. So that one is, they think that one's in the bag. Defensive player of the year, Gobert is a minus 3,000 favorite. They think that one's in the bag. Jokic, minus 10,000 for MVP. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. They think that one's in the bag, too. Rookie of the year. Let's see if this one's even close. This one should be closer. Minus 700 for LaMelo Ball, plus 400 for Anthony Edwards. That one's a little bit interesting. Maybe put some money mm-hmm. down on that. When you do, use the promo code LOCKEDON. Get a 50% welcome bonus to your first deposit. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. Also want to tell you about Built Bar. BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. They're a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're absolutely delicious. And... Like they say on the package, you can look at it right now if you're on YouTube. Zero guilt. They're guilt-free bars. You can have them, and you can eat them, and they can tide you over for a meal. They can give you a snack. Anything that you want with any way you want to use Built Bars, they're great for you. 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, 4 grams of sugar. That's the raspberry bar, just as an example. They're delicious. They're good. Everybody reorders them on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Again, use that promo code LOCKED15 to get a 15% uh 15% off your next order, not your first, your next with BuiltBar.com. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into some more matchups for these two teams. Porzingis. You have to also remember he was ejected in game one of this series. And it wasn't just that he was injured and missed the last three games. They He missed the, a lot of the, the first game of this series too. And it would have mattered. I think he would have mattered down the stretch there. He only played... He played just under 20 minutes in that first game. He played 38 minutes in game three, if you you want to compare some to that. And in that game three, he had 34 points in that game, 13 boards. And also remember, I forgot about this, but if you remember in that game three, Luka got hurt and missed the fourth quarter, basically. He 
He subbed out with nine minutes left in the fourth quarter of that game three. And Porzingis came on and he scored 12 points in the fourth quarter after Luca went out. Like he was able to carry the Mavs a little bit down that stretch. And so keeping those two guys together, man, and keeping them both on the court. Like, like, like I think I, I think I may have laid this out last season after the series, but the amount of time that both of those guys were on the were on the floor together was so minuscule in this series because Porzingis missed you know a lot of game one and then Luca missed some of game three and then Porzingis missed four five and six like they yeah. just didn't see a lot of those two guys together and so we'll have to dig through some of the numbers this week but Porzingis being you know there I think matters a lot and uh, his coming back I don't, I don't think we should undersell it yeah and even I mean look at uh, their matchup this season. You know, they, they play three times this season uh, in which, you know, um, yeah, they played three times this season. The first time they played each other, you know, it was a 50, the 50 point win for for the Mavericks. But no KP Kawhi, didn't play. No por- yeah, no Kawhi, no Porzingis. KP didn't play in that. So you look at the past, how many ever matchups between Dallas and the Clippers, you know, when Luka and KP play together, it hasn't happened a ton you know, at least fully healthy too. You know, they played that back-to-back. So they beat the Clippers by 50. And then more recently, they played that back-to-back against the Clippers in which, you know, they lost the first one, won the second one. That second one was when, when Luke had 42 in that game. KP had a had a smaller game. He had 34 points. I mean, 34 minutes, but he had 11 oh. points, 13 boards. So it was kind of a more quiet game for him. But you go back to that game before that, Luca had a triple-double. KP had over 20 points, but they lost in that. So... There's only a couple games, only two games a season that they can look at and say, and they went, you know, the Clippers went smaller in that that game too. Zubats and Marcus Morris in the starting lineup. So, I, you know, this week you'll see everyone who covers the Mavericks analyzing those two games. I think majority of people will throw out the 50 point win, but I think everybody in the world we will be analyzing that back to back, you know, series between the the Clippers and Dallas earlier this season and just dissecting what happened and the matchups and everything because that's all we have to go by right now. A couple more storylines I want to get to in this is it uh I already mentioned this, but Zubac kills the Mavs. <laughs> he yeah. does. He's he's beaten them a lot. And so maybe some of this Willie and Porzingis lineups, these you know, different lineups the Mavericks have tried. Maybe that's something that can get them going and get them, you know, get like stop Zubach. But uh, it's really tough to play a team like the Clippers if they're getting easy buckets from a guy like Zoo. And so that's a storyline to definitely watch because it during the regular season, and I don't remember last season during the playoffs if he was that big in this series. But uh, yeah, it was just an, it was just a huge, um, it's it's a huge advantage for the Clippers. Can I give you a storyline? Oh yeah, um, the revenge series for Yogi Ferrell. <laughs> if Yogi could have gone on a run, this wouldn't have been a thing. If Yogi could, Yogi was playing in that OKC game, you know, last night on on a Sunday night. If he could have gone on a run like he did, you know, we've seen him before, yeah. then they could have avoided all this. But just yeah. wait, there's going to be a moment in one of the games this series. One of the teams are going to be up by like 20 and the bench units are going to be in and it's Yogi's going to like cross up Trey Burke and score. And we're all going to like freak out. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yogi Should have kept him. 
Should have kept Yogi. But you know, the the Clippers, they went out and added some vets. Something like I want Dallas to reach this point in the future of adding some some vets, like we've talked about. They've added Rondo. They added Nick Batum. You know, it's these these type of guys that have the experience that's been in the league for a while that now they're like rounding out their rotation with those type of dudes compared to, you know, Amir Coffey, who's on the end of the bench. But, you know, Batum is, I thought Batum was like done. And he, he hasn't been a lot of people like, did bad, bad for them. So he's been good. Know, yeah. And he, he guarded Luca a little bit earlier in the year. I, I hope they let him guard Luca again, but <laughs> uh, please, I welcome that. Yeah. That we'll talk all about the additions and the players. And I tweeted out a list of like, these are the, the big additions for each team and how they're different. Uh, we're going back to just Mavs Clippers back to back the clip like let's bring it up again the clippers tanked for the mavs or they, they did <laughs> like that's a that's a thing that we that has to be brought up again this season um another thing between the two teams is last year the mavericks didn't have brunson or dwight powell yep that's a big deal so that that duo coming off the bench is gonna be big and then on the clippers side the clippers had lou williams and montres harrell last year yep. now I'm, if you're watching on YouTube, you can tell I'm shrugging right now. Is that a good thing or a bad thing for the Mavs? I don't, I don't know, man. They were able to attack Lou and Montrez a lot, especially with Boban, if you remember, and Lou will definitely the Mavericks targeted and switches and and all that. So is that a good thing or a bad thing for the Mavs? It's good that they're going to get Brunson and Dwight Powell back, but yeah, that Lou will and Montrez are gone is in in know. a way the Clippers replaced those two guys with Luke Kennard and Ibaka. Ibaka was the other vet that I was going to mention a while ago. Yeah, Ibaka, right. Rondo, Nick Batum, these three guys uh, that have the experience. But so swapping out Lou and Harrell for Kennard and Ibaka uh, and I Rondo too. Yeah, yeah, and Rondo at the same time. But it's like what, what you said is a good point for Dallas's angle of if you know you're a Dallas fan listening to this, Mike, man, we got beat last year. Do we have a shot? The Clippers are so good. That's the selling points right there. I'm like. Okay, we did all the what ifs of KP getting ejected and missing the games in last series for the knee, Luca hurting his ankle and all that stuff, and they still took him to six games. If you can assume a like a healthy slate for the for the Mavericks this series, and you're adding Jalen Brunson and you're adding Dwight Powell to this you know to this team, that's the you know that's huge. And you're adding Willie Cauley Stein. He didn't play in the bubble either, right? Absolutely. Is that, yeah. No, he yeah, didn't yeah. play. Yeah. So. I mean, these are three guys that are part of the rotation that, yeah, I mean, you're going to have, you're going to, you're going to have these guys in this series. So Michael Kidd Gilchrist, shout out to his, <laughs> his defense. This, this is another point I wanted to bring up with Dwight Powell. We mentioned Dwight Powell after the series last year, he would have helped the Mavericks. Uh-huh. He would, I wouldn't want him to have played 30 something minutes, right. Or, you know, maybe even 25 minutes. He would have helped as being a vertical threat, a different look. The Mavericks could have given that they did not have last year at all. These are the guys that played last year for the Mavericks. They're still on the team. Luca Hardaway, Burke, Porzingis, Dorian, Boban, Maxi, and that's it. Those are the only guys that played last year. That's seven guys that played last year. So Ooh. there's no Dwight on that list. There's no Willie Colley Stein. Those are two guys I think that can give a little bit of an advantage in the sense that they give you a vertical threat that, that the Mavericks didn't have. And I'm just talking about, I just want to talk about the centers. Oh, they, did, they didn't have those two guys that can give you that different kind of look. Now, the other thing is Brunson. Brunson didn't play last year. Richardson didn't play last year. Whatever you want to consider Richardson. But both but, of those replacing Seth, I think is an upgrade. Uh, I think Brunson's going to replace Bubble Burke. I don't know if we're getting Bubble Burke back, right? Like Burke was actually pretty good. <laughs> Burke was pretty good in the in Bubble, uh, Burke. Bubble Burke averaged twelve points in this series and shot forty seven percent from three. I think I think 
Brunson is replacing his production. And yeah. uh, but to your point, I think Richardson's going to have to replace Curry's production. So that's he also shot forty seven percent from three. So the Mavericks, if they hit their threes, they can win this series. If they don't, it's over, right? Like well, that's just the way that this team has been. Well, you mentioned threes, and I think if, if you had to, we're going to do more deep dive on the series and stuff as the week goes along. But yeah. if there's one stat that's you know stood out to me tonight, as soon as it became official, the Clippers are like a historic three-point shooting team this year. They're shooting, they're number one in yeah. the league in three-point percentage at 41% from three as a team. Dallas is 19th in the league in three-point attempts given by an opponent per game. So Dallas has given them up. And they're going to let, like, they've been letting other teams shoot the three. And for the Clippers, they've been hitting them at a very, very high clip, the best in the league. So that equation worries me a little bit, especially when your center is has been struggling trying to get out on the perimeter. But you know that's what they're going to be game planning for all week. And I am, man, I am so excited for this series. There's, like, there was a detachment in a way going against Denver of like, okay, I don't dislike Jokic. I, I like some of those guys in Denver. Like, let's do this. Let's, I think we can, you know, for, for sure beat them. Like, we got this. <laughs> it would have been a, don't make me hate Jokic, please. Like, don't make me yes. hate Jokic. <laughs> now we're going in this series. And I'm like, I hate them. I hate the Clippers. I'm going to be pissed off if we <laughs> lose again. And I'm all in. Like, let's do this. Let's get revenge. Let's put the Clippers out. Let's ruin all of their plans. They gave up all those picks and SGA and everything to get these two guys. For and two let's years. Say, let's beat them and show Kawhi of like, we got space, bro. Like, we just <laughs> beat you and we just put you out. You've done nothing in LA. Come join us. We got this. I, th- I'm ready. I had three storylines left. That was one of them. Kawhi is going to be a free agent and the Mavericks have space. That's something. And then last season, there were no fans and they were in the bubble. I mean, that's... <laughs> yeah. That was, it's so different. And Hardest I think, championship ever for the Lakers. And I think that Luka is going to thrive off of fans a little bit more. Yes. So even and the Mavericks will get some kind of you know home court advantage when they play in the AAC. So we get a we get a Luka playoff game coming Finally. up next week. Finally. Like this is this is gonna be a blast. Man. It took three I'm, years. I have been so excited to have the playoffs in the AAC again. And that place, I think we're up to nine thousand people that'll be allowed in the arena. And that that place should be rocking. Shut it down. Oh, Let's go. Uh, before we go, I wanted to give a final shout out. A we should do this every year. A memorial shout out. Last game of the season to Alec Peters, who mm-hmm. literally played less than forty games in the entire like his entire season. Like actually, let's just bring up his stats because he, people won't believe this. Alec Peters was on the Phoenix Suns for just the 2017-18 season. My guy played 20 games just that season and didn't play the at all. He he scored he, in the last game of the season. He scored 36 points against the Dallas Mavericks and the Mavericks lost that game. Now, the Mavericks are terrible and the Suns were both terrible. And so they needed to Mavericks needed to lose that game to increase their odds. And when they increased their odds in the lottery, they got the the pick that got them fifth that they were able to trade up from to get Luka. So Alec Peters Memorial last game of the season. Shouts to you, Alec Peters. Because Alec of Alec Peters. Peters in that random 36-point game, the most he points he scored in a game other than that was eight points. Mm. 
And he scored 36 against the Dallas Mavericks in that game. In 28 minutes, he hit eight threes in that game. It was absolutely wild. Want to give it up. Give it up for Alec Peters. Thank you, Alec. I I, want to end the pod on on one last stat. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. You got to say it. I got one more thing. Yeah. (laughs) The Dallas Mavericks have made the playoffs every year that Mavrello Balovic has been around. I'm Mavrello Balovic, owner of Mavs. Mavrello has brilliant Actually, let's rephrase it. Ever since since Mavrello Balovic has made his... his presence resurgence, no. resurgence resurgence the mavericks have made the playoffs and let's go <laughs> mavrell is going to be off- who are you <laughs> he's going to be off the chains if they win the title is he on the chains now i don't think he's i don't think he's ever been on the chains mavrello <laughs> has always been off the chains completely all right there you go that's the a little bit of a clippers preview we'll be doing it all week guys thanks so much for listening to locked on mavs boom some extra words after the play morris and Doncic. porzingis getting in the way and there's some shoves patrick beverly getting involved double technical fouls porzingis and morris that's porzingis second he's been ejected